Hello, Potters, and welcome to episode 139 of Cospod, the podcast for all things cosplay. We would like to say happy 420. It's on 420, so uh, blaze it and all that good stuff. <laughs> and if you have no idea what we're referring to, uh, please crawl out from the rock under which you are living, proceed over to the internet, do not pass go, do not collect $200, and Google 420. Please just go F and Google it. <laughs> We will not explain this to you. <laughs> if you need a safe place to search, pretty much all the major outlets today basically posted an article on what is the history of 420. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, okay, sure. Uh, it's the internet generation. What can I say? But speaking of not so green things in the world of cosplay, we've got a ton of updates for you. Because, oh my god, loaded in terms of cosplay. <laughs> This is going to be a very news-oriented episode, simply because so much has happened in the news. In fact, an after-session plan that is more news. But let's start off with cosplay updates. Do you have anything? Um, no. You guys will definitely be seeing us at Project Acon with our cameras in hand. Thankfully, press will allow us to get up close and personal to your favorite panels so that we can bring you guys all the video and all of the awesome events at Project Acon, because we know not everybody can attend this year. So we're going to bring all of that to you in June, and then we will be bringing you guys Anime Fest as well, which is the weekend after Infinicon. It's going to be a very busy August. Gosh, yes. <laughs> now, unfortunately, we cannot attend all of Anime Fest this year as a team, simply because of work and other constraints but you will see us very periodically throughout the con. And that is the end of my cosplay updates. <laughs> okay, cool. I guess I feel like such an announcer when I do that. I know, you really are. <laughs> this is why you're the straight man of the two of us. Uh, <laughs> I, I do make a very good straight man. <laughs> but um, bumps. Okay, so I figure we should probably have like Val real talk time because I feel like I've been slacking on the cosplay front for good reasons. There have been very, very good reasons. Because pretty much ever since AllCon has ended, my life has just been nothing but one crap fest after another. It just in like in in order. Some of it's cosplay related, some of it is life related and job related. Like this last week and a half, I had to go and buy myself a new car because my other one decided to die on me three weeks after I paid it off. It was great. So awesome. And when Val says die, it was very literal because it was a hybrid. So yeah. it, it died. It would cost more to actually replace the hybrid component than the car is worth. And as I looked at that as, you know what, I could sell it as is. Yes, it's broken, but they can fix it for a much lower cost than what it would cost me. I can take that money, reinvest it into a new vehicle. And that's exactly what I did. But that pretty much took away all of my free time for the last week and a half because not only do you have to research the car test drive make sure you get the car that you want sit down and do all the financials you have to get all the registration stuff updated and your insurance updated and my toll tag updated and the billions of other things that go along with purchasing a vehicle in this all time consuming land where i'm already working 10 to 12 hours a day anyway because <laughs> i have free time sure why not um, so yeah, that, that's my cosplay life in a nutshell for the last month since all gone. I haven't gotten anything accomplished other than selling off a bunch of my costumes to help now pay for the car bill that I wasn't really expecting. Yay! 
And of course, this happens during the time of year around Easter when the weather is finally nice enough for people to go out and do photo shoots. So a lot of our friends have been going out and doing photo shoots and we're not. Yeah. It's life. Because life. And we were supposed to have one this weekend and had to cancel it because the park was like, oh, no, we're not allowed in cosplay anymore. Well, thank you. Just screw up we my were, weekend. We were supposed you? to do one uh, next weekend as well. And then I got slapped with an almost $400 car repair bill because I had to drive my coworker down to San Antonio. And that, it was just something that I had to do. It wasn't like I had a choice. You, you don't survive in Texas without air conditioning. Yeah. It's a requirement. So, so between that and owing taxes this year, that shot my budget for the month. So while I did not buy a new car, I can certainly understand you know, having sudden expenses thrown in your face. And I know that there were a lot of people who couldn't attend Fan Expo for sudden financial reasons. And, you know, life happens. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Really hardcore. Very and much so. We have been there, done that. Oh, uh, I totally just brought this whole thing down. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But actually, we are going to bring it up as in level by talking about Anime Expo and how they have actually wow. eliminated one of their categories so that now the How? average level because i'm that good the average Hi. level of cosplay <laughs> the average level of cosplayer is now going to be intermediate at anime expo they do not I'm have sorry. a novice they don't have a novice category anymore Oh, that was hilarious okay i'm sorry this, this is how i bring the level up is because i work my my hardest to make you crack up you do a and fine job of it <laughs> As long as I succeed and I make other people in the audience crack up, mission accomplished, man. I have instantly brought the mood up because laughter does that. Congratulations. You, you've done so, a mighty fine job. <laughs> moving forward. Yes, because we actually posted this on our Facebook earlier this week. and We got a lot of comments yes. about it, too. We did. Now, there isn't an actual article about this, per se, because it was kind of kept on the down low. But mm -hmm. people had noticed on Anime Expo's Facebook page, as well as I believe their entry page on their website, that they had basically quietly announced that applications for the Masquerade were open, and Masquerade is what they call their cosplay competition, their catwalk, basically. But there's no novice division. And that definitely got the attention of quite a few people. And Anime Expo has actually been pretty mum on why. They haven't yep. had an official response yet. And it's one of those where I'm, I know I've personally tweeted out to them to see if I could get more information. They haven't really responded to anybody's questions on the topic. All they've really seen that I posted, well, that they have posted so far from what I have seen has been they are planning on doing something. Stay tuned for more information. But it does seem like novice is just going to be completely removed from their masquerade competition. Maybe they'll have like an open cosplay catwalk like they do at some comic conventions where it's just basically anybody who's in a costume who wants to show it off. You can walk across the stage. There isn't necessarily prizes involved, but you get to the joy of actually parading your costume. I did note that on their Facebook page as I went and I looked at the original post. Uh, they did respond back to one of the questions that there will be an all cosplay level event as well mm -hmm. to stay whatever tuned. that may be right so they will have some sort of participatory event I can't even really say competition event because it's not clear but this was definitely a bit of a cosplay bombshell since having the uh, the typical three divisions the basically beginner, intermediate, advanced, 
sometimes they'll label mm -hmm. them different things, but the basic three are pretty much a mainstay staple at, I think, almost all cosplay competitions Every. that I know of. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much all cosplay contests. I can't swear to that it's 100%, but I certainly don't know of any that don't have those as their mm -hmm. categories, unless they do, you know, other uh, media type categories like we did one year instead of doing or like C2E2 does that. Yeah. But it seems that they're only doing intermediate advanced. And we actually did get some really good commentary on our Facebook post when we shared this. And from what I've seen between that and my own friends commenting, pretty much it seems accepted by the community yeah, and it, even lauded. And I'm wondering if it's because of the type of caliber of costumes that are at Anime Expo because it is so much bigger and grander and they typically, at least from what one person that we know personally who has entered the contest, um, that those who enter as beginner are usually bumped up to intermediate because the quality of their craftsmanship is so good that they just go ahead and shuffle them up to the next level. So maybe at AX they're just not seeing as many people qualify in the beginners category and they feel like, well, it really is a need for us to keep you know, these small group of people around, maybe we just need to focus on intermediate advance and like have a master's category or have like a, one of those grander categories and we can do something else with the novice group. Um, I could see that working for AX. I can see that also working for Katsukon because they have such grandiose costumes there. Um, but I think there's also a lot to be said about the novice category, even at larger conventions like AX, where you get 100,000 people. Because I know for me, my very first contest, I mean, I entered in as a novice because, of course, I'd never competed before. I have no idea what category I'm in. And I still was listed as a novice throughout the entire process, but I won best in show. You know, so that is something that does happen, and it does happen quite often at a number of competitions. So if that novice category wasn't there, I wouldn't have entered that contest because I would have been scared out of my mind and not feel confident in myself to move up to those other levels. People tend to be really hard on themselves when judging their own cosplay ability. So whenever you enter contests, if you talk to the contestants, you'll find that unless you're a, a veteran cosplayer, someone who's been in the scene for a little while, people tend to undershoot. They'll, they'll look at the the upper categories and those tend to usually be veteran cosplayers who have been around the block a few times you know they'll have the, mm -hmm. the fancy costumes the really showy costumes with the uh, impeccable catwalk skills and you'll get the less experienced cosplayers that look at them and go there's no way i'm competing against that no 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 i'm a beginner compared to that well realistically even veteran cosplayers do that compared to other veterans oh yeah oh yeah so it's it's not necessarily a thing to where, you know, all cosplayers know their place and know where what skill level they belong in and are con completely confident that they're in the right place competing against the right skill level of people. It's really fluid. It's really subjective. And even depending on the costume, the same cosplayer can feel that their skills are intermediate with one costume and advanced with another because they did really well on that other costume. But maybe not so well on this first costume because they were using new techniques that they weren't experienced with. And so they feel like, oh, that's not master's level work, even though I do master's level work with this. 
And it also depends on the convention because there is no overarching rules of cosplay. Each convention has different rules for what's beginner, intermediate, advanced. So I could be advanced at convention X, but I'm considered intermediate at, at convention G. You know, so that that does not help the situation in any way, shape, or form. It makes it all the more confusing on where the fudge to place yourself. And part of the reason why you're expected to place yourself is to help with the judging process and speed things up. Because honestly, if I were a judge and I had to figure out exactly what category to place everybody in, we'd be doing it for three days straight and I would never be able to figure it out. <laughs> and you usually have to do it with all the cosplayers in the room at the same time because you have to compare them to all the other competitors. If you have somebody walk in late, it messes up your entire line. It really does. <laughs> and then you also have to consider that Anime Expo prides itself on basically having one of the flashiest cosplay contests of any convention in the United States. Not just anime, but any convention. Oh, yeah. Hacks or BlizzCon or DragonCon. You know, they have some of the most talked about cosplayers competing let alone judging and it may be that they're trying to enhance that brand by trying to only bring in you know the most experienced the most skilled cosplayers in their disciplines and those tend to be advanced masters categories not to say that novices can't do amazing work it just tends to be a little less consistent and i think expo may be trying to kind of bump up that reputation of consistency with you know the biggest and the best basically in the business and there's something to be said for that it does make for a very dramatic contest mm -hmm. i think we could say but i mean i think you said it best that we pretty much are our own worst critic because i know there are times where i look at my stuff and i'm like yeah why am i a master cosplayer i don't know it makes no sense to me but sure we'll roll with that um, so if you do want to enter something like AX where they don't have a novice category and you maybe you don't have a whole lot of catwalk experience or maybe this is your first time entering a costume but you really, really want to try it, it doesn't hurt to submit your costume and gauge from the staff if you're qualified to be in there or to check with other cosplayers that you know and you respect to make sure that, you know, hey, do you think my stuff is up to quality that I could do the intermediate and skip the beginner category? Because if your friends are the type of friends that you know you can trust and they care about you, they'll be honest with you and they'll tell you, you know, yes, I think this will work. No, I don't think so. But maybe if you try this convention, maybe you'll have better luck. And at best, if you don't feel confident that even if others tell you this, if you're at that level where you can compete on a level playing ground at Expo, build up your confidence by competing in a couple other conventions first. Mm -hmm. Make your costume extra early you know, don't wait until the month before Expo, obviously. A lot, of these, <laughs> a lot of these cosplayers will literally spend a year making these costumes. So make your costume in advance, well in advance, and then take it to a couple of local conventions. Compete with it. You know, get feedback for how you can improve it. And once you've had a couple of contests under your belt with it, hopefully a couple of prizes under your belt with it, then you can take it to Expo and compete. And that way it'll boost your confidence levels going across the catwalk too, because I think for most cosplayers, that's actually the scariest part. Making yes. it making it is a cinch because you're in the privacy of your own uh, abode whenever you're making it. But once you have to get out in front of the public, it's basically like public speaking, except that there's no actual speech. It's all in gesture. 
and you have to go and present yourself basically to the public. Here I am, look at me, except that most of us don't want to be looked at. <laughs> and you're sitting there, Cosplayers. Not, not only in front of the public physically view, but occasionally you're also on giant video screens playing throughout the convention that you're at. So even more people are seeing you from the privacy of their hotel room. And then of course, you know, your photo is going to end up all over the internet. The video is going to end up all over the internet. People are going to start commenting in the forums immediately and it's just going to spread and you're going to get all of this unsolicited input on your costume, whether you like it or not. It's really hard to go through and we know, but that's why yeah. you, you, you do it a few times first and you kind of build up that thick skin that, that you need and then you go for the gold. Unless you're like me where I have reverse stage fright, I didn't have a problem walking the stage. My thing is I hate going to judging because it's usually like one or three people in a room and I have to present my costume to them and I freak out because I don't like giving presentations like that. You can stick me in an auditorium filled with like 10,000 people, no problem. Three judges, I get scared. <laughs> I hate that part. Oddly, I have no problem with the interaction process. I'll go and be judged fine. I can give presentations. I've had to do that for work for a long time. Uh, I have no problem with public speaking because I've been doing panels at conventions for years. The thing I have an issue with is actually going down the catwalk and having, you know, orchestrating those poses because I have no kinesthetic ability whatsoever. I have no control over my body. So when you're sitting here like, pick three poses. What? What? <laughs> so I have to go back and watch the anime and then like pause screenshots and then try and like manipulate myself into these weird poses and then figure out how I'm supposed to like liquid morph in between them to make it look graceful. It's like a dance, which I'm terrible at. Issues with that part, like the actual physical walk across the stage and make it look good part. I am so clumsy. So, okay, next time that means... <laughs> Next time we go to the judging room, you act as my speaker there. And then I'll when talk. it comes, yeah, you do the talkie portion and I'll do the runway portion. And between the yeah. two of us, we'll be golden. That's why the last time we did the walk, you actually had to talk me through it. Yes. We did awesome <laughs> too. I, I still think that was really well done given how very last minute we came up with that. <laughs> I know, right? And I was sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just sitting there going, oh God, I look terrible going across the stage. Uh, not, yeah. not, in, not in costume, but actually like moving across the stage, especially because I didn't have glasses on, so I couldn't see anything. Yeah, that's the other fun part, too, is when we're completely blind and you're like, mm, I got to shoot for the X. Where's the X on the ground? Where's the X? <laughs> not everybody can wear contacts, unfortunately. I know. That's, that's I, one, one day. of those people. This is why I have a photo shoot planned for Project Acon, you guys. And mostly I have to like depend on the photographer to tell me what to do. Because I am just, I'm not a model. I, I am not, I do not have the beauty of a model. I do not have the movement of a model. I know this, I'm fine with it. My brain is my beauty, not my body. So the photographer kind of has to guide me and like, you know, move this way, kind of lean forwards. Like they literally have to walk me through it step by step to get where I need to be. If it makes you feel any better, that's usually how they have to do it with most people. Because most people don't understand the basics of modeling. Unless you have actually done it for a living, uh -huh. nobody knows how it really goes. People do not understand how uncomfortable it is. And this is why the uh, photography and modeling cosplay classes at cons are getting so much more popular. 
And uh, if you guys have not seen it, if you're interested in the subject, go to our YouTube channel. We actually have a cosplay and photography 101 panel by Photo Persuasion, Brian Holm, that he taught at Akon last year. And the room was standing room only. And he did a really good job, not just of explaining it, but he actually had a model in the room actually do it so that you could see what happens. And then he showed up on the screen in his PowerPoint um, what happens when you change the pose slightly to a picture, like how different it looks in perspective. So if you want kind of a background on that, it's a really good panel to watch. He's teaching it again at Anime Fest this year. So not not just his. I mean, there are other panels on it. Just his is particularly good. Mm -hmm. And he's actually well, the one doing my photo shoot. As to say, yeah, we both worked with him before. So <laughs> we're not getting paid to promote him. He just does good work. He does good work. He he is a good man, and I appreciate him. Yes, he is good peoples. He is good peoples. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> we expect our check in the mail. Right. <laughs> So that'll be for like the down payment of my car, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the second news story to get into this one briefly. If you guys have not seen this, it is all over Facebook. Good God. There was, <laughs> there was a cosplayer who unfortunately uh, did something he probably should have thought twice about doing. In Grand Prairie, Canada, not Texas, Canada, a gentleman was wanting to get alterations on his Fallout costume, which... Okay, that's pretty typical. You, you want the costume to fit. The problem is that he wore it out in public while walking there with props that were not in a bag. And if you've not seen Fallout, it is a very post-apocalyptic type atmosphere, if I can basically describe it that way. Yeah. And uh, there were some very concerned callers who saw him walking down the street in his gear and called the police. As one probably should when you see something that is very out of the ordinary. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately for this gentleman, when he got to the shop, which he did successfully make it to the shop, and he was talking with the shop owner, the police actually called the shop owner told him to leave out the back of the store and then the cosplayer came out the front to find eight officers with long guns drawn on him that's an extraordinarily harrowing experience because with everything that's going on in the world lately i could certainly understand if any of those police had actually shot the guy mm -hmm. because there's just too much going on in the world and you don't know what's real and what's not they didn't know this guy was in cosplay, but basically, eventually the police made contact with the guy. They talked with him. He explained the situation. Uh, they took him into custody, and basically later on he was released without charges, and the police just kind of had a nervous, understandably, laugh about the whole thing. But... under like We understand that people should be able to cosplay what they want, but there's always that little asterisk at the end. Like there's a time and a place. Thank you. And that's what the asterisk means. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to cosplaying things that are extraordinarily touchy. Now, we're right. not saying you can't ever cosplay these things. 
just that you should be aware that there are consequences, potential consequences, if you do it. I mean, just like wearing political cosplay right now. I mean, sure, we understand satire. We get it. We're not saying don't cosplay these things. Just understand that there are consequences, as with anything. You know, it's, it's never wise to surprise law enforcement. You really don't want to surprise those guys and gals. I think especially with how sensitive everything is in this climate, it's probably just best to keep that stuff at home for a while. I mean, I know it sounds fun to go run to the mall and have a silly photo shoot with your friends, you know, probably not the best idea only because you need to have that stuff sanctioned beforehand you need to call the mall and get that all set up if you if you go through the proper channels and you do it the right way that's fine that's totally cool but to just show up out of nowhere and start working on that type of stuff you might get the cops called on you so it's probably not the safest thing to consider and in fact there's actually a story that i heard on the radio two or three days ago about um, a photographer looking for a model that he found on Craigslist. They went to a local mall of theirs and they started shooting outside the mall because they wanted to use that as the backdrop. And they ended up having the cops called on them because, of course, he never got permission to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> it goes doubly for props that resemble real weapons. Yeah. Even with the orange tip, you can never be too careful. We know that it makes your costume more realistic. And we know that People are basically crying fascism and dictatorships when conventions are basically saying you can't have this type of weapon at all. Or you have to have an orange tip or whatever restrictions they're putting on it now. We know, we understand that it feels draconian. But you have to bear in mind that they're doing this out of safety for the con and safety for the police officers that may have to enforce the laws. If the officers get confused, bad things happen. So... I think our advice would be, you know, if, if there is any confusion or doubt, leave the props at home. You can always schedule a private photo shoot with that costume later on. You can always get photos of it later on. Don't risk getting kicked out of the convention, getting arrested or worse. Please don't. Your life is not worth a single cosplay or a single prop. And that could very well literally be the case if you try and tempt fate. So yeah. just be cognizant. Really, it just comes down to there's time and there's a place. And let's keep it to that for the time being. There's a time and there's a place. And just casually strolling down your streets, probably not the best time or the best place. Let's let things oh. cool off for a little bit. <laughs> Only you can prevent cosplay crises. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you guys this episode of Cospod the Podcast for all things cosplay. You guys can catch us on all of our social media. Here and here and schwa. And of course, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, commentary on any of our episodes, if you'd like us to have any particular guests for interviews, or if you'd like us to talk about certain topics that are very timely, feel free to email us. It is there. Let me try again. <laughs> podcast at cospod.org where we've Arrah! been for five long years eventually we'll remember the email address <laughs> well i remember the email address i was just thinking podcast and cospod in the same you were tongue-tied and i was it's trying to good. say that. i was trying to say them at the same time and it didn't work i'm just not that skilled yet <laughs> or you can I'm face no manuel 
you can Facebook us or Instagram us or tweet us. You know, we, we still respond to all channels. <laughs> yes. And of course, as soon as we have our Infinicon information up, we will encourage you guys to sign up for the contest to compete. As always, we will do our Yay. best to secure awesome prizes for you guys. We will see you hopefully at Project Acon coming up in a little over a month. Oh, God. <laughs> Which means rush to get cosplay done. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.